Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode where we're going to talk about how to ask for experience gifts. So... I'm going to start off with the reasons that asking for experiences don't typically work so that you can understand that and be okay with it and still take ownership of the role as being the gatekeeper of your home, right? You ultimately get to decide what stays in your home and what you keep and what you get rid of. So if somebody gives you a gift that you don't have room for or that makes your life more difficult, you are not obligated to keep it. The point of a gift is to be an expression of love, to let somebody know, hey, I was thinking about you and I wanted to get this for you or your kids. And I know, I'm aware 
that sometimes gift giving is a boundary issue where people are explicitly going against your wishes. People have um, expectations attached to their gifts and that's a boundary issue. Okay. That's not gifting something as an expression of love. And that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about just gift giving in general. The gift is in the giving, not in the keeping. And I know that a lot of times the reasons that we are asking for experience type of gifts are because we are overwhelmed by what's in our home or because we have, you know, personal values and beliefs about, you know, consumption and, you know, being mindful of the way that we treat the planet and what we, you know, how we contribute to that. And so one reason that asking for specific types of gifts from people specifically like gifts of experience is that we're expecting everybody to have the same values as us and maybe they don't and that's okay it's not our job to make everybody have the same beliefs as us and to do the things that we want to do if they are open and willing to have a conversation about it wonderful and if they're not you don't have to keep it and you can still make your requests to these people and open dialogue around the types of gifts that you want to have. So I know we're coming up up on the holiday season. And so these conversations are front of mind, but my biggest tip for you is to have these conversations year round, not only during this time of year. If you have these kinds of conversations year round, it becomes normal for people and they don't feel blindsided by the things that you request or the the ways that you communicate with them about gifts. They just know it's how you operate, right? And then it it gives people the space to not feel like they have to take it personally of like, well, I wanted to get them gifts and I guess now she doesn't want gifts and I don't understand, right? If it just gives people space to understand you and your perspective more, understand your values better. And that's the whole point. So if, if we're in the holiday season now and you're just having these conversations now, that's totally okay. We're going to talk about some ways that you can do this. Um, but just know that this this is a year-round conversation. And it's not as effective if you use the conversation as a, like, don't do this. Like, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to give us this. It's not as effective as saying, hey, this is how we – love to do gifts and we wanted to share our ideas with you and talk to you about it in open communication. So you can listen to the episode I did a a few weeks ago about simplifying gift giving for ideas on that and being the one to start these conversations. But today is about specifically giving gifts of experience. Okay. And it's been kind of a trend um, that I don't know if it's a trend, but you know, it's it's not a new thing. It's been around for a while. And I think it was born out of people getting burnt out from consumerism, from piles of gifts, spending a lot of money on toys that aren't ultimately played with for very long, other than the day of, you know, the holiday. And it's an attempt to solve a problem that a lot of people have, you know, spending money on gifts that nobody plays with or nobody wants to keep and and become a burden for families. So the gift of experiences are wonderful. They're great. The problem with the gift of experiences is that because it was born out of this 
somewhat modern problem of having too much stuff is that a lot of people don't understand it, specifically the generations before us, you know, our parents and our grandparents. They don't really understand why we are asking for the gift of experience instead of a bunch of toys like they grew up, right? Because they were kind of the the beginning of the ramp up of a consumer society. And so they don't really understand it. So there's just kind of oftentimes when it comes to asking for the gift of experience, people don't know what you mean. And so you've got to be specific. And because I see a lot of times frustrate, frustrated mothers in the motherhood simplified community saying we asked for experience and nobody ever listens to us, right? And it's because they don't know what it means. And when it comes to giving experiences, it requires you to have conversations about the kinds of experiences that you need, right? So there are a lot of like lists out there floating around that are like, get somebody a zoo membership, get them a membership to, you know, a, a children's museum, take them to the movies, um, take them to get ice cream. But planning these kinds of experiences, you know, requires you to have a conversation with the parents about like, hey, if I got you these you know, museum passes, would you actually use them? But also when it comes to certain experience type of gifts, they're expensive, right? Like a a Zoo membership for our family is like $300. So to ask somebody to give that to us is, you know, just, it doesn't really translate. And what if we already have a Zoo membership? And they're like, we got you a Zoo membership. And it's like, well, great, thank you, but we already have one. (laughs) So that's one reason that the gift of experiences, if you request them, it doesn't happen. It's because people, they don't know what to get you. They don't know, they don't know how to navigate that. It's simpler. It's easier for them to just go buy your kids a toy, right? Or to go buy something for you rather than try to guess on what kind of experience would be good for you. And that's not necessarily their fault, but that is why I would recommend going listening to the Simplify Gift Giving podcast episode because it does require you to take initiative and having conversations about what you want and why you want it, right? Now, another thing that you can do um, when it comes to requesting the gift of experience is giving them specific ideas that also come with stuff. So I think that for a lot of people, giving the gift of experience for us as parents, you know, we're like, we don't care if you come with a box of stuff that my kids can open. Maybe some of us do, right? But we're like, man, if you could just help us pay for soccer or basketball, that would be a great gift, right? Like you would be helping us pay for something that is really meaningful to us as parents, right? Like funding their art classes. Amazing. I would love it. But parents are and, and people, when they come to parties and events, they want to come with something in hand that they can do with you, right? especially if your kids are younger, right? If you have like a a child who's five or six years old and they open up a present and it's like, well, you know, in March, I'm going to help pay for basketball. They're going to be like, I don't understand, right? And so I think it's important not to be super rigid in the types of experiences that you ask for. And like I said, have these conversations going on year round. If you have family and friends who give gifts outside of the holidays, let them know like, hey, it'd be a great gift to help us pay for these things, right? Um, but what, what I was going to say, I have my notes here, by the way. This is the I, <laughs> this is how I host this show. I'm just 
I show up as I, as I show up, okay? My brain is a little bit mush today. I've got notes in front of me. But what I was going to tell you is that some experiences can come with stuff, right? So here are some ideas of experience gifts that we have been giving given that came with stuff. So during the pandemic, uh, we had, if you guys don't know this, we had just moved across the country from California to the Midwest. Uh, school shut down. Everyone in this small town shut down. Nobody was really interested in meeting new people, and it was very lonely, uh, especially for my older kids. And so my parents decided every week they would bake together virtually. And so that's the gift of experience, right? And spending their time with them, teaching them how to bake. It was really fun. It was really great. And they would send us baking supplies, uh, you know, anything from like a silicone mold to make special shaped donuts to a, a stand mixer. Okay. So we got a lot of really great gifts that supported the experience. And I just want to share that with you so that you can be open to different types of experience gifts, gifts that come with stuff, but stuff with a purpose that you can use as you spend time together instead of feeling like an experience gift can only be a gift card, right? Or can only be a, a membership to the zoo. That's the only thing I can think of right now, swimming passes uh, or ice skating passes, right? Maybe the experience gift is buying your child some ice skates and then the grandparents saying, I'm going to teach you how to ice skate this winter, right? Like that's a good balance of an experience mixed with a gift that they can actually open. Maybe it's rollerblades. Maybe it's a bike helmet. Um, these are the kinds of things that that I think are important to think about. Maybe um, one that I thought was really sweet was um, buying a ball that, you know, like a ball from a grandparent or an aunt and uncle with a note attached to it saying, I'm going to pick you up and take you to a park and we're going to go play catch, right? I think that's so sweet. It's a simple gift attached to an experience and just communicating these ideas and being creative with people and having less of a black and white all or nothing mentality and knowing that assuming you are in a healthy relationship dynamic with the people who are giving gifts in your life, they want to honor your wishes, right? They want to make this a good experience for everybody. And everybody, I think, would always love to have more quality time with the people that they love. And it can be, like I said, baking, playing catch, Play-Doh, a Play-Doh kit, right? A board game, a board game attached to, hey, for the next three weeks, let's have a family game night together, right? Or once a month, let's do a family game night together. And then actually sticking with that commitment to spend time with each other doing the things, Maybe it's getting them a special blanket and then building a fort together or, um, you know, just so many options, so many options to be specific in the types of experience gifts that you request. And that's the key there is that you've got to make specific requests for the time. And I'll loosely, maybe I'll do a follow-up episode to this on like, scripts to have the conversations with these people. But of course, like I said at the beginning of the episode, actually, you know what? If you listen to this episode, send me an email or post it in the group and just or tag me on Instagram and say, yes, you want an episode on how to ask for gifts, just the scripts that we can practice together. Let me know if you would like that and I'll record that episode. Um, but 
You know, it can be as simple as having the conversations year round, but also saying, hey, like I know the holidays are coming up and I know that you love to give us gifts. And I've just been thinking about a lot lately. You know, I I know what the kids love. I know what they're into. We've been trying to create a lot more opportunities for quality time and building memories together. Here is a list of ideas, you know, of things that we would love to do with you. Can we talk about a time that we can set these up? You know, can I give you some gift ideas, just like simple gift ideas that you can give us that are attached to an experience? Um, Or are you willing to maybe hold off on the toys this year and help us, you know, with this type of a gift instead? Would you be open to that? Um, Those are the kinds of conversations to have. So if you want that follow-up episode on like scripts to, to use with your family and friends about gift giving, as well as scripts to let people know you won't be buying gifts, I think that's a good one too. Um, if giving gifts to everybody in your life is just draining you, um, I think it's important to have conversations about that as well. But you know what? We're going to save this for the next episode because <laughs> I want to keep these short and sweet for you. So I hope this is helpful for you. Um, if you are a member of the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group, can you go ahead and share an experience gift idea that you have? Just one, just one experience gift. Or if you're not in the Facebook group, tag me on Instagram with your experience gift. I would love to hear it. Um, I think you all have great ideas and I love this Motherhood Simplified community and the way that you contribute to it. So I would appreciate that so much. And I know the other moms who watch the content and the social media space would also appreciate it. Um, I think that would be amazing. And if you are listening and you love this episode or this show or the content that I create in any way, I would so appreciate it if you left me a positive review on iTunes. You can also now um, rank shows on Spotify. So a five-star review, I would so appreciate it. It helps me grow my show create more content for you, find more moms like you who need this kind of support. It means the world to me to have your support and as a thank you. So if you are an iTunes listener, what you can do is go ahead and leave a five-star review. Before you hit submit, take a screenshot of it and then hit submit. And then head over to your email, Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A at motherhoodsimplified.com and send me an email with your screenshot and let me know that you left the review And in exchange, I have a one-hour workshop to help you declutter the surfaces in your home that I would love to send you as a thank you because reviews mean everything to me as a podcaster. So I appreciate it so much. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I look forward to hearing your gift of experiences idea, and I will see you on next week's episode. Hey. Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. 
podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.